Hello everybody, this is Mateusz Broniarek speaking and this is Broniar Talk podcast. And this episode is pretty special for me because I invited a person that is pretty close to me. Uh, her name is uh, Hidaya Abdurrahim and she is my fiance. But the reason she, she came here is not just because she is my girl but I really admire her with what she have achieved and how much she struggled for that and that she didn't give up and she pursued her dreams. And that's mostly what we will be talking about, but of course we will also speak about living in Sweden as a person that doesn't look like a Swedish person and some advice on this subject also. So I just wanted to add one more thing. I'm testing some uh, new microphone setup. Please, for anybody who listened to other episodes, tell me, tell me how it works for you. Without any other bullshit, please welcome Hidayah Blurahim. <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. Hidaya. Yes. How is it to be engaged to the genius? It's awesome. If I was engaged to myself. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hello everybody. Today I'm here with Hidaya Abdulrahim, who it happens that she is my fiance. And probably she will spend the rest of her life with me. But uh, there is a there is a one really specific reason why I wanted you to be my guest. Mm -hmm. It's not just because you are my fiance. No. Um, there is something I really really admire you from about. <laughs> admire about you. I admire you because of one specific thing very very much. Mm -hmm. So uh, last month you started medical school yes a doctor program mm -hmm. <laughs> and how many years did you try to get there several years <laughs> no but seriously seriously like really putting an effort to it about three years three mm -hmm. four years something like that but in total it was in total with uh after your high school you, then you started no, trying, No, then I right? started university. Mm -hmm. Then I started my other field. And I liked it and I stayed in that. Mm -hmm. uh, but then when I graduated, I decided to try for medical school again. And that's three years ago. So, yeah. So how many, how many times did you try this exam? Do we have to put that? Yes, we have to put that. Because this number makes it makes different like that's something so how many times did you took the exam several times so just a side note we are recording this part for the fourth time because we we started fighting over whether or not we should actually say how many times she took the exam <coughs> so it was several times and 
I guess we will come back to that. We will come back to the subject of studies itself and your pursuit to your dream. But maybe let's first uncover who you are and how did you end up here in Stockholm <laughs> and so on. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, so, speak up. Okay. So I'm Hidaya. Uh, I was born and raised in southern part of Sweden or like yeah middle part but southern from where we are now um, I yeah I lived there my whole life until I was 18 uh, I graduated high school and I got into the university here in Stockholm uh, so I moved up here and I started my bachelor's degree uh, three years and finished that and uh, yeah then I was working and studying my master's and then now three, year, three years later here I am <laughs> in medical school okay why do you want to become a doctor well I am very fascinated by the human body I want to learn as much as possible of how it works. Uh, I want to work with people. Um, I want to have a job where I will never be fully taught, but I always have to keep building on myself and building on my knowledge. And also after my bachelor's degree, I have like one part of the knowledge and I know now that when I add my medical license knowledge, mm -hmm. uh, I will have even more, like how to treat the patient and what's what. Is that a good answer? <laughs> I don't know. I guess every answer would be good. It's several it's... reasons. It's not just one reason. And of course, it's also like to help people and... But helping people, you know, it's not... And make a lot of money. Mm. No, it's not a, It's not my main point. But you will make a lot of money. Well, it depends where I work. Like, I wouldn't mind working a lot voluntarily. Uh, I mean, there are many parts of the world that needs uh, health care. Mm -hmm. Probably even more than than here because they need it for much simpler things, things that we take for granted here. Mm -hmm. So, and you know, volunteer work, it's volunteer work. Um, so it's not so I don't know, my main, my, main, my main reason isn't to make money or mm -hmm. to have a fancy title or anything. Um, no, it's not my main point. It's just a bonus, but it might not even be a bonus depending on where I work. Okay, so yeah, just to sum up who you are, um, yeah, you were born in Sweden, but you're not really Swedish. No. Both your parents are from Ethiopia. Ethiopia. Yes. Like, um, I sound like I don't know. Of course, I know. <laughs> I, just, I hope you know. <laughs> I, just, I just want to make the interview a little bit uh, more interesting. Yeah. And. For the people that can't see us, uh, yeah, that's important to say that you are 
yeah, you don't look like a Swedish girl. No, I don't. Yeah. Or it depends, yeah. like, uh, what you define as Swedish and so on, if you want to be political correct. No, I'm just kidding. No, uh, I don't look typical Scandinavian. Uh, I'm uh, dark uh, and I have black and hair. And pretty and cute. And <laughs> yeah, that's not typical Scandinavian <laughs> to be pretty and cute. Uh, dark, curly, big hair and uh, dark eyes and uh, dark everything. <laughs> Except my palms. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so mm, that would sum up the, <laughs> the first part. I will have to go and reset the camera and we'll come back in the second part, just in a second. Welcome to the second part where we will talk a little bit about how you feel as a black person in Sweden. Mm-hmm. And by the way, a side note, today it's a Kanyel, National Kanyel Bule Day. Mm-hmm. So we are eating Kanyel Bule, warm Kanyel Bule, <laughs> even though it's 10 p.m. It's not 10 p.m., it's like... Half to nine. Yeah. It's half to nine. We are eating very healthy Kanyel Bule <gasps> and we are drinking hot tea with some addition of Polish vodka. Maybe With the secret ingredients, children. We don't drink vodka. We don't know. What so that we are is. drinking a tea with a secret ingredient from Poland. It's love. Called mm-hmm. Żubrówka. <laughs> okay. Have you have you ever felt uh, a racism on you? Mm, yeah, partly. I would not say that I maybe had this harsh racism you know like someone screaming after me and uh, or shoving me or anything like that uh yeah so i haven't had any any obvious sort of racism like that mm-hmm. uh but you know it's always this kind of that mm, always having to prove yourself like always having to prove that I actually do speak Swedish and uh, I know this or that or that I usually have to explain myself more that yes I'm Swedish because I was born here and I grew up here and I spent my whole life here and that's when people can like accept that that I'm Swedish or that I'm considered considered Swedish. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like you need to put more effort than any other girl your age that is Swedish? Definitely. Tell me more about that. Well, it's generally known um, that, for example, I'm not saying everyone is like this, of course, so everything that I'm saying is absolutely not a generalization. I know that it's not the same everywhere, um, but it's it would be much easier maybe to or much but it would be easier to get a job or to get picked for a job or something for example if i had a swedish name yeah mm, i do feel like i have to prove myself more and my competence more mm-hmm. i have to explain myself more than 
I feel like a Swedish person would would need to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, the question I, the, the thing why I'm asking you that is that even I feel like that. Even like I am a white male mm-hmm. in in Scandinavia, but I don't speak Swedish. And I feel that I have to prove myself like three times more than any other mm-hmm. Svensson. Mm-hmm. So I can imagine how hard does it have to be for the black female in the Swedish world. Yeah, but I can understand if it would be harder for me. Or actually, I cannot understand why it would have to be harder because I'm not Swedish uh, or so on. Like if I didn't live here because... For example, if we're talking about a job or whatever, uh, education or anything, it should be after me, like my competence, not after my skin color, not after... Of course it should be, but we both know that it's not like that. I know, I know. I'm just saying how I think that uh, it should be. Yeah. Um, But I mean, yeah, so then imagine that it feels bit more strange for me than it does for you because if we are to say that okay you're a foreigner so you let's can say be I don't questioned speak, more I, I don't speak Swedish yeah so that that's one part that okay maybe I have to work more for the same amount of payment yeah, for example but what I wanted to say is like let's just theoretically say that it's okay that you can get questioned more because you're a foreigner and you spent mm-hmm. two years in, in Sweden like mm-hmm. as a Swedish citizen or as a Swedish uh, inhabitant and then imagine how much more strange it is for me that I maybe even have to explain myself more than you uh, even though, though I am Swedish and I spent 25 years here my yeah. whole life and you don't know any other home than this no like this is the country that I know yeah exactly this That's is where way. I live my whole life that's of course weirdest. I know my mother's country also but uh, and I know mm-hmm. my my mother tongue or like my my parents language and all those things in the culture and everything but still Sweden is where I was born where I lived where I was yeah. raised where I went to school all those things yeah that's that's the weirdest part for me like when I get to thinking that you might be feeling not wanted in the place where you actually feel like home Mm -hmm. there was a story of a girl in poland that like a black girl in poland that she was she had a terrible experiences of racism and people calling her go back to your country and she's like but this is this is my home this is my country where am i supposed to go and when i just think about that I can't even imagine how it feels. Yeah. Yeah, I understand her. Or I... Yeah, I get it. Did you ever think about moving out of Sweden? Yes. Of course. Will we move out of Sweden? (laughs) Right after your studies? That's off the record. (laughs) No, I I want to have it on the tape, you know. (laughs) I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind. (laughs) <laughs> I have to admit that you're not very talkative person 
to interview. So because Mateusz is always saying that when I explain something or talk about something, it takes me 50 years to come to the main point. So I'm just trying to keep it short and informative because I know it's a podcast and we have a limited amount of time. Maybe you can ask more. <laughs> okay. I want you we have three more minutes in the second part. Uh-huh. Okay. And I want you to add something about the racism subject well then i will probably choose to say something uh positive not of course not positive about racism but a positive mindset uh, that's great i guess it's yeah because we know all about racism we know what it means and how it happens and that it's a bad thing and so on so it's no point for me to ramble on about that what we don't know maybe or what we don't think about is what we should do instead and what i feel like we should do is to just see see the person in front of you don't see a color or ethnicity or language or religion but see that there is another human in front of you Okay, but don't you think that all this racism bullshit doesn't come from... Yeah, I, I can see different color. It doesn't come from <laughs> that... It doesn't come from that I don't think that you are worthy or something. It just comes from that I am scared. But scared of what? For example, of unknown... But are you scared when you are going for a trip to Spain? That's also something unknown. No, that's a good point. But I mean... I mean, if it's not an obvious hostile person standing in front of you with a gun to your head, then what is there to be scared about? It's just an encounter. You're not gonna... Yeah, you're like not I... forced to. You're not. No, I know it's not you, of course. But I know. I mean, uh, you're not forced to stay your whole life with that person, or marry that person, or be friends with that person. Very rarely you're in that situation. Often it's just about like a few minutes of a meeting, uh, and I'm just mean, not being a dick to that person. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but just accepting your differences. I mean, you do it with your, with your peers, so why wouldn't you do that to other people? Yeah. Just for a record, I have to say that uh, the whole relationship with you made me open my eyes to so many things mm -hmm. about different people, different cultures, different um, different lives like seriously the world is so big and so beautiful and we usually just tend to close ourselves to our like few kilometers around our home yeah and for me i guess it was a bit reversed for me it was mm, i've always been pretty open to other cultures and other people and yeah, obviously yeah um <clears throat> so for me Even though, you know, in Sweden, I don't know, people do tend to maybe travel a lot and at least, you know, they see other ethnicities. They know mm -hmm. about different ethnicities and so on. But when I met you, I really realized that there are people 
not just you but like yeah that there are people that are so enclosed to their country and their culture yeah. and they, know they barely shit about the, yeah they barely know yeah. what other kind of people exists in the world uh, and that was really I don't know what's the word fascinating but in a negative way like it yeah. surprised me it surprised me it made imagine. me shocked uh, to see that it actually exists in today's world where media is so big and when you have it's so easy YouTube. to travel and yeah um, when society has never been more open um, yeah. yeah so let's let's move to another part yes let me reset the camera mm-hmm. I'll be right back we were in recording for some time now so on YouTube there will be a blank black spot mm-hmm. but oh well welcome to the third part welcome is it a good kind of bullet it's so good yeah but it's taking me so long to eat it <laughs> first of all I want to say that I I really didn't want this podcast and this conversation to be a, to be about the race and racism and just yeah how bad it can be I want it to be a positive and motivating mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just funny to see how you eat it <laughs> knowing that it's being recorded I didn't want it to be negative. I really wanted want to have it very positive, mm-hmm. very positive out, outcome. Because your story is fascinating for me. Mm-hmm. Because I saw how much you struggled to get to the medical school. Yeah. And okay, let's leave behind all this race stuff. Yes. We <laughs> will probably never. That's a never-ending story, anyway. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> So tell me more about about this journey and how the hell did you stay motivated so long? Uh, first of all, I think to be motivated and to be sure of what you want to do and that you are willing to to do it, like to mm-hmm. to do what's necessary to reach there. You, you really have to want, like, you really, really have to want it. You have to know that it's something that you want to do and that is something that is right for you. Mm-hmm. Mm. But okay, I'm also being a bit contradicted because sometimes you do want something very, very bad and it turns out that it's not what you expected and that's fine too. It's like at least you fought for it and you, you yeah, it's not a negative thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for me, what was the question? How did I stay motivated? Yeah. Uh, I I knew that it's something that I really want. Uh, I knew that it's a topic that interests me very much. I have a very big interest in that. Uh, but you already had a job that you liked. Mm-hmm. Like uh, you are 
you were paid pretty okay mm-hmm. and you, you you just started to settle down your life and mm-hmm. and now you throw all this out to come back to be a student i wouldn't say that i'm throwing it out because it's still like it's still a experience that i have with me and it's still knowledge mm-hmm. that i gained so much and that is actually helping me a lot now uh, and that will always help me and so i don't see it as i'm throwing away something that i had but i'm just building on it yeah okay how did you feel when what are you doing you don't like I'm just stretching my leg. Okay. How are how are you feeling when like this long evenings on sky when I was teaching you math oh, or I yeah. was trying to help you with math? It you helped me a lot with math. It wasn't working. Matthew so is very <laughs> mathematically talented and I'm not so much. And for this exam I needed to know some mathematical parts. And And like, we would have like Skype dates, or not Skype, yeah, like Skype dates, like mm-hmm. Skype meetings where uh, I would like share my screen and show him the questions and like translate the questions because it's in Swedish. Uh, and yeah, we would like, he would help me, show me how to solve it and I would just practice and practice and practice. But people really don't realize how much of that it was. And I wish like, we had counted the hours. Yeah, and like, come on, I think that 95% of people would easily give up. But you didn't. What yeah. was inside you? Like, I first of all, I don't want to speak like you are a doctor. It can, like, so much can happen. Yeah, it's still five <laughs> it's and a like half years. You are one month in the university <laughs> yeah. and you're talking like you, are, you have a Nobel Prize. But I mean... I I think I would give up. I would find some other way. So maybe it wouldn't be something that you really wanted. But uh, with that said, I also think it's important to to feel like it's okay that you want something really, really bad. And you're fighting and fighting and you're failing and failing. It's okay to take a break. It's okay to take a break, focus on something else, do something else, recharge, refuel. I mean, you might find something else uh, for you. Um, but then you might also find something else that makes you realize how much you actually want your old dream. And mm-hmm. maybe you... Yeah, it doesn't matter how ma- how much time it's took for you to realize that uh, if it takes one month if it takes five years it's fine like you will still like grow and get more experience and maybe in the end that will be what helps you you know mm-hmm. what advice would you give to people like not only trying to get to medical school but in general trying to pursue something for so long and not really getting there Remember that the things in life that we appreciate the most are the things that we had to fight so hard for. 
That sounds smart. That sounds like I was the one who told you that. <laughs> That's so not true. Like everybody knows that. It's a general knowledge. Yeah, of course. I'm joking. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> um, I think we would end up here in this part and we'll get to the fourth part just in a second. Welcome to the fourth part where I want to ask you a little bit about the amazing things that you did. You've done, you have done, you did. You know what I mean? You have done. You have done. Because, for example, you managed to go to your homeland or motherland so to say mm -hmm. for the mm, charity kind of trip expert ex you know what charity work yeah yeah volunteer Hel help work me, help me out here speak up so yeah i went to ethiopia you mean in november right yes okay so the past november i went to ethiopia with an organization I say the organization's name? Yeah, come on. Oh, okay. So <laughs> I went with an organization called Operation Smile mm -hmm. to Ethiopia. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's an organization that goes to developing countries uh, or low-income countries to um, perform surgeries of cleft uh, lip and cleft palates. Okay, for normal human beings who have no idea what she just said, there is this disease or like the problem when children are born that the upper lip the upper doesn't lip come or together. The palate or yeah, it can be uh, open, so yeah. to say. And usually here in Scan or Scandinavia in the Western world or what to say, we don't see that on children that are mm -hmm. older because it picks within up. like a few days it's mm -hmm. yeah it's operated here and and you usually see the scar on the upper lip mm -hmm. uh, and that's why you know that this person had that when they were a baby but yeah uh, in many countries for example in ethiopia uh, children actually grow up with that and it's extremely stigmatized so it's a huge issue for them uh, in social life and okay, so in health life. So, yeah. so what did you do there? Why did you go there? Why? I have been active in Operation Smile as a student mm -hmm. volunteer, uh, which means that we have been um, informing people about Operation Smile and what they do and so on. Uh, and also as a student volunteer we sometimes get chosen to go to a mission and write uh, stories like a journalist mm -hmm. but yeah to write stories about families there and interviewing them and also mm -hmm. interviewing uh, other workers doctors nurses administration workers locals uh, volunteers everything you know it's awesome what you did there you made a really good job i hope so <laughs> and just my question is why the hell don't you have your own blog 
or vlog. Like you write so good, you can speak. You're I don't good think anyone would be interested in watching or hearing what I have to say. No, so. I don't know. Like, uh, because that's like some parts of my life. You know, it's not like I go on missions every month. Uh, if I did them, for sure I would write about it. But, you know, still majority time of my life, I'm any other privileged person like yeah but i mean like let's leave this charity for a second mm -hmm. i wanted to seg segue that to the conversation why the hell did you <clears throat> what's your take on vlogging yeah. i mean you vlogging it's not my thing <laughs> i find it very hard to speak in front of the camera okay, but what happened one month ago I decided that maybe I want to try vlogging. And you gave up? No, I didn't give up. Like, I was recording for one day. And I was like, oh my god, this takes so much effort, like, of my mind. <laughs> you didn't even get to the editing. I know. But it's like, you know, all the time I was thinking like, oh, I should record this. Oh, maybe I should record this. But wait, if I'm going to record this, to make it look good, I have to hold it like this. Oh no, but the lighting is wrong. Like, no, Overthinking. it looks too much overthinking yeah yeah well, it was too much anyway i wanted to say that it's not just a first like any student medical student that i brought here for the interview i wanted to say why did my screen let up i wanted to say that <laughs> uh the person that i brought here for the interview is an amazing person Aww. Uh I'm not, not saying that just because she's my fiance and I have to say that. <laughs> I'm not really. <laughs> I mean I mean you're a very impressive person with trying so hard to get to the medical school and actually getting there with your charity work with like last year working, studying, finishing your like masters and learning polish and whatever else you, you you've been doing that's awesome that's really awesome but that's one thing i have to say though mm. focus on just a few things in life that's also like one important thing i think to to reach your goals don't like try to do this and that and this and that like Focus on some things. And that's what I learned the hard way. Because I wanted to do everything at once. I wanted to do this. I wanted to work. I wanted to study. I wanted to learn some new language. Uh, I wanted to have a social life. I, yeah. I, I wanted to dance. And it was just very, very intensive. And it just made me, yeah, I don't know, very tired and very stressed. And yeah, uh, nothing turned out to be like extremely good just like good or very good some things but not anything that was like bam you know mm -hmm. so i think that's a main thing you always have to keep your sanity to keep your stress levels low and focus on one thing at a time like you have Hopefully you have a lot of time, hopefully you're gonna live long, 
hopefully you're gonna yeah have some years to do whatever you want to do and even if you don't if you are to die next week you wouldn't want to die being stressed and not really accomplishing Mm -hmm. anything really really good right so it's like don't waste time on stressing wanting to do too many things at once just Just focus just focus go for it there is always time and there is no like yeah and put all the bullshit aside and just do your thing maybe not all the bullshit like put excuses to the side oh yeah what would you tell me about excuses it's very easy to get them yeah i know yeah (laughs) why are you looking at the canyon when you're (laughs) saying that (laughs) did you go to the gym today no i didn't exactly well i have a cold excuses (laughs) excuses no i actually didn't go to gym because i'm starting working out with my pt on wednesday and i think i have a feeling that he's gonna work really hard with me so I really want to be 100% uh, off of my cold. Cool. cool. So, yeah. Okay. That would be the end of the f- part fourth. We'll be back just in a second. Welcome to the fifth part, which will be the last one. Oh, so sad. Uh, your bra's out a little. No, it's... It's my top. It's there from the beginning, but... I didn't want to tell you. Oh, so why did you tell me now? (laughs) So I have to say that that's the weirdest conversation with the camera I ever had. It doesn't feel any like any other interview I made. It feels more like couples therapy of Casey. Candice and Casey. Exactly. (laughs) For anybody listening to or watching that, we really recommend uh, Couples Couple therapy. therapy with Candice and Casey. You can find it on Spotify. Yeah, they are awesome. It felt more or like Anchor that. Or Anchor app. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe we will come back here or like you will come back here to this podcast. We will have our fights on the podcast. That would be fun. Anyway. In the last part, I wanted to like ask you some final questions. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite book? Hmm. I don't know. You can't say Paolo Coelho. Why can't I say that? To make it harder for you. Then my anatomy book. No, I'm serious. Well, I don't know, to be honest, like, okay, if I'm gonna say, like, my favorite book that is, like, non-fiction, no, fictional, I mean, that is fictional, doesn't have anything to do with, like, learning anything or meaning of life or anything like that, it would have to be The Girl on the Train. Cool. Just pure entertainment. But it's not entertainment in a fun way, it's, uh, like... It's a criminal book mm. and it's uh, um, very like, you don't know who did it. <laughs> what about some smart book? Um, I don't know. Okay, let's move forward. Yeah. <laughs> What's the best? I ad- like a lot of books. so. What's the best advice you ever got?
the best advice I ever got. Mm-hmm. I get many good advice too. Um, From your fiance. Uh, are you fishing for something specific <laughs> now? I'm nervous. No, I'm joking. Yeah. No, but you always tell me not to give up. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, in general, what's the best advice you got? To always be myself. I was brought up always saying that. Always be yourself. Always be independent. Always trust yourself. Like that's how I was raised. Mm. Mm. Cool. Cool. What would you like to be remembered by? I mean, do you mean like me, like who I am as a person, or something that I did, or do? You tell me. Okay. So it's an unspecific one. Yes. <laughs> okay. So uh, if I would say as like how I want people to remember me as a person, uh, just that people feel that I'm trustworthy and mm-hmm. uh, positive, that I like give a positive feeling, uh, but also calm. Like calm, positive, mm-hmm. safe, mm-hmm. I'd say, and cool. warm. <laughs> cool. Really cool. And if it would be like... Hey, you're in TV. Why are you putting your legs <laughs> on? <laughs> Is it visible? I don't know. It oh. might be. And if it would be how I want people, like what I want people to remember me by. I don't know. I just hope that I do a good job that I show that I care um, yeah yeah you do you have to say yeah okay or that people feel that I care mm-hmm. about them or what I do or yeah mm-hmm. what would you tell yourself in the age of 18 or 20 you've got time <laughs> Don't you worry, child. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. I'm curious if me in 10 years would say the same to me now. Wow. Maybe. I'm curious if I still have time or he would be like, oh, dude, <laughs> you're screwed. Anyway, let's get back to you. Um, <laughs> is there anything else at the end that you would like to add? Well, uh, if there's something that I learned from one of my favorite authors that I wasn't allowed to name a book from, mm-hmm. uh, Paulo Coelho, a Brazilian writer, uh, his books talk a lot about that before you do anything in life, you should know yourself and love yourself. Mm-hmm know yourself before you get into anything before before you make any big decisions in your life and love yourself before you can love another person Uh, and also that it's okay to be a person that wants 
knew who you are or loved yourself but then you lost it along the way it's okay to be that person and it's also okay to take a break and try to find yourself again cool mm-hmm. boom deep <laughs> but have fun in life <laughs> yeah yeah so say somebody would like to contact you after this how people can find you um, how can people find you i need to practice my english yeah how i can be found uh well i can i mean be... online you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't give <laughs> our address is <laughs> no uh facebook i guess okay you will have my name in the podcast description cool P- people please text her something text her that she made a good job if nobody texts texts her it means that she made a crappy job and i will be screwed so people please text her thank you for this thank you it was a pleasure to interview you interview you it was a pleasure to be interviewed <laughs> i hope i kept it short yeah i tested some new style here new new way of talking to people I'm not sure if it's working or not. So uh, I guess it it's was a great. little bit of a laid-back podcast today. Yeah, your other podcasts are I, very. I actually liked it. I maybe a bit personal. It. I think yeah. today. I felt uh, more like more like Joe Rogan. Okay, no, I just mean like uh, sometimes you need to mix in some personal stuff too, and uh, I know that this podcast is something for entrepreneurs trying to make their way into sweden yep. uh, but i hope that it's valuable even for them or for anyone listening yep. uh, to know that you're not alone uh, it's happening to everyone even <laughs> swedish born people mm-hmm. and also to you know it's a struggle to to make it but you can make it you just need to put a lot of effort and sometimes you need to put a lot of effort for years a lot uh, but you know it doesn't mean that it it's a less value in that it's mm-hmm. actually more and remember to also like focus on one thing at a time and keep thank your you. sanity mm-hmm. thank you thank you Thank you for listening to this podcast. It was a really great pleasure for me to interview Hidaya. But on the other hand, it was one of the most conversation I ever had in front of the camera and microphones. So thank you for listening to that. I hope that you enjoyed that. If you did, please leave me like a subscription either on YouTube or Anchor or iTunes or any other software that you use and text me or text Hidaya. Let me know what you think about that. Have a great day.